welcome to the Super Size Phys Ed Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm your host, and I just want to say welcome. I'm glad you're listening in. If this is your first time listening in, I really do appreciate it. I think I say the word appreciate a lot, but I do mean it because I do appreciate you taking your time, in this case, a few minutes, well, between five and ten, we'll see how it goes, and just trying to learn about some new things, um, listen to some new voices out there. And if you haven't listened to our Around the Horn podcast, that's actually better than listening to just me because we have a great panel of guests, um, some regular and some not, some special guests that appear once in a while. So definitely check that out. So today I want to talk about a game called Group Juggle. So without further ado, here we go. So the game group juggle is a wonderful icebreaker type game, especially for weeks one or two when you're first starting out. Currently, I'm in week, I'm finishing week three, so I've been at school for a little bit. And I want to talk about the origins of this game. I don't know where this came from necessarily. I do want to give credit where credit is due. I learned about this game from Joey Fife at thephysicaleducator.com. So I want to give him a nice shout out. I've learned a lot of uh, just amazing games from him and, and just... Uh, different tools and tips and just theories, I guess. <clears throat> so I want to give him uh, definitely a shout out there. But I have seen this game in some really old books. It was kind of funny because although he was the first one that I learned this from, I've seen a book in my uh, PE, uh, I don't know, drawer bookshelf that was really old, um, something like from the 90s, and it showed a game. I don't know if it was exactly called Group Juggle, but it was the exact same thing. So anyways, shout out to him, as I said, and um, I don't know the origin of this necessarily, but let's talk about it now. Like I said, this is a great beginning of the year type game. I do use it later on in the year for uh, adding different skills of soccer. You, you can make this a, uh, well, I guess you can make it like a bowling kind of game. There's some things in there, some variations. You could use this for hockey. Um, just lots of different objects, I guess. So to start with, you need groups of about five to eight students. Now, four is definitely not enough. I'd say, I'd say really the sweet spot is six or seven in a group. I just kind of give it that five to eight just because. And you put hula hoops. I, you don't have to do this, but I put hula hoops on the ground and I have students go around the, make a circle around the hula hoops. And they're not going to be right on top of the hula hoop. They'll be back a couple steps. And you have, then you have to decide on a leader. Now, I, I'll say things like, I don't know, the tallest person or the shortest person or, um, you know, you could say the whitest sneakers. I don't know. Now, if there's a big debate, I have them do rock, paper, scissors. And that did actually happen. Students couldn't tell. and I really couldn't tell either who was the shortest or tallest. So I said, okay, rock, paper, scissors. And there's your leader. Now, the key to this game is to pass in a pattern, but to not pass to the person next to you. So the first thing I have them do, especially if they're older, like this is more of a, I mean, this could be a K through five game. This could be a K through whatever game. I basically do this with second through fifth, at least to start the year and second grade. I might not always have them pass in a pattern because they don't quite get what I'm talking about, but they need to pass to a person that's not next to them and make and figure out a way that that'll work where everybody gets the, the ball one time. And I always start with a very soft ball, either a 
like a dodgeball, gator skin ball, or something, just a fleece ball. I think that's what I start with this year. Just something really, really super soft. Everybody can catch it pretty much. It won't hurt anybody, um, you know, just to make sure. And they have to say the person's name that they, they pass to. And if they don't know their name, they need to ask. So we go over that in the beginning of the year. Hey, can you tell me your name, please? My name is Coach Carney. Can you tell me your name? And I show them. That's how I do it. And I'm at a new school this year, so I didn't know anybody. Or I knew a few students, but that was it. And after that, I'll quiz them and see, see who knows everybody's name in the group. So I'll come around and say, okay, who can name everybody in the group? And some people raise their hands, and I give them a, uh, a quick fist bump, or I'll give them a, well, in our case, it's a bear paw. They get a little, uh, you know, it's like a little fake cash kind of thing. Um, if they can name everybody in the group. And that, you know, they can say their name or they can say something they like. And we'll go through different things. Um, we're going to add topics like favorite movie, color, dessert, game, song, animal, superhero. Um, they'll go around the circle and pass and just say, okay, my name is Coach Carney and my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. And then pass somebody else. Oh, Lauren, tell me yours. And then Lauren will say hers. So it'll go around the pattern like that. And they always pass the same person. That's very important. Always pass the same person. Now, I look for groups that are working well together, and I'll give them an extra object. I'll give them like a deck ring, a smaller or bigger ball. Um, this year, I don't have the really <laughs> the cool chickens and fish. I have the big fish, which they have to earn, but the little fish, little rubber fish and, uh, and chickens, I don't have this year at my new school, but I'm, I definitely want to get those. Um, it could be a beanbag, something different. And so this time, what they'll do is I'll pass in a pattern, but they'll say, uh, the person's name twice, basically. So the leader will start off with both objects and say the name twice. So using that example, if I'm the leader, I will pass a ball to Lauren. Let's just, I'm going to go with Lauren. I don't know why I called Lauren, but I'll say Lauren and I'll pass her the ball and she'll pass to David. That's my son's name. She'll pass to David the ball. And then as she does that, I'll pass the other object. I'll say Lauren and she passed the other, uh, I pass the other object to her and then she passes it to David and just keeps going. And David passes and it keeps going all the way around. So there's, there's two objects in the air pretty much at all times. And it's really kind of neat to watch. It's kind of fun. Now you can add a third object, but that gets crazy. I don't think I've ever done that because then it just gets stuff everywhere and people are going <laughs> little, little uh, nuts on that. But I, I, you know, you definitely can do that. What I like to do is I let them, I let them earn like one of those big fish, the big inflatable fish or sharks. So if they do really, really well together or I see them do it, um, I say they got to do it like five five or six times without stopping, without dropping it. Uh, but just in general, if I see them working well together, they're calling each other's names. Um, they're, I mean, you know, they're calling their names, not calling them names, calling their names out. They're um, just being nice to each other. I'll let them earn a big, large fish. And I'll let them also switch out objects, things like that. I just, I love this because it can add to other things. So the next time or next round we play, um, it's, uh, you basically put a person in the hoop and you have a defender and then you have to get, now then you just use one object and you have to get that person the ball. Usually it's the gator skin ball or fleece ball. You have to try to get them the object in the hoop. You have to pass it to them and they have to look for an open pass. And that's kind of hard because the students want to just do alley-oops to their friends in the hoops, but they're supposed to pass the ball. And, the, and then I tell the other kids to have their hands up, you know, tell the students to have their hands up and ready to go, ready to receive the ball or object. After that, we play Defend the Pin. That's my favorite of these games. So Defend the Pin is where you take the person out of the hoop and you put a pin in the hoop. And there's one defender. Now, I tell the students, because it's the hard part, you get three seconds with the ball. It's usually the ball. It could be something different, but it could even be the chicken, rubber chicken or something. 
or deck ring. After the three seconds, they have to pass the ball or shoot it. Now, the problem is they like to be the hero and always shoot the ball. So I tell them they have to look for the open pass. And then we talk about that. I'll freeze a group and say, okay, was this the best shot? Like they had no shot. They're trying to pass between somebody's legs and they really have people that are open they could pass to. So we, we have those conversations about what can we do to get a better angle on the, the pin? How can we work as a group to do that? Now, the ultimate game that I learned from Seth Martin is one shot. And it's basically the same game, except I, we tell them, and I haven't done this yet this year, but I did it bef- I've done it before. They get one shot. So they have to look for the best shot. Now, if they knock down the pin, they get a point as a team. If they don't knock it down, the person who's defending gets the point. And then they switch. Now, whoever knocks the pin over in the regular game, they switch and they become the defender. So in this case, if, again, the same names, um, let's say I am defending the pin, Lauren knocks the pin down, I switch with her. Now, in one shot, though, if Lauren throws the, b- the ball at the pin and misses, I get a point. If she hits it, she gets a point. Or even the team gets a point. You can work on different variations there. So that is group juggle. And I think you really will like it. And I'm going to go even deeper now because now it is time for your cowbell tip of the day. All right. So your tip of the day is download the free PDF that I made on group juggle. So if you're not quite sure of the rules or you want an extra copy, just a PDF that you could print out or project to your screen, you can have this for free. Yes, for free. It is a group juggle. It is my, of my task cards. It is task card number one. So I will put a link to the other task cards um, on the bottom in my um, teachers pay teachers. Um, It's relatively cheap, but this one's free. It's a group juggle. And if you don't need it, don't want it, that's okay. But I just want to put it out there um, because I these are the written down rules, how to play it, and I think you'll enjoy it. So that is your cowbell tip of the day. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. As always, go to supersizephysod.com for more information, for test cards, for courses I made, for just different links of games and videos I recorded and podcasts. Go to supersizephysod.com. And if you could leave a review, it could take you five seconds. Just leave a review, click the link in the episode notes, and definitely grab your free PDF You are awesome, PE Nation. Take care. Have a great day, week, weekend. I don't know, night? What I miss? Morning? Whenever you listen to this, I see you at the gym. I see you all over the place riding your bike. You are there and you are awesome. So take care and let's keep pushing our profession forward.